With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. How are you? This is Bill Williamson. This is Silver and Black Pride. This is Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, 26 and 27. It's cold where I'm at, Northern California. Cold. Maybe even some snow. That's rare where I live. Hope you guys are good wherever you are in the Raider Nation. Off seasons, moving on, moving on. Quarterback names out there that pertain to the Raiders. I don't know. We'll talk about that a little bit because we talk about everything. My goal for you is to make you the smartest Raider fans in the nation. This is your, this is your passion. This is your hobby. This is my job. So you don't have time to get everything. So I try to get everything. I don't always succeed. But I think when you're done with this show every week in the offseason, you, you feel like you got a pretty good handle. And I just kind of like talking about newsy stuff and just what's going on. And, and it's fun. So let's do it. So uh, last week, Juju... Smith-Schuster, free agent from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had 97 catches this last season, but he only averaged 8.6 yards a catch. You know, he came out as a rookie really hot, and then they're like, you know what, I don't know if this guy's really number one, and, and, and he may not be, but, you know, sometimes free agency doesn't care. They pay guys who aren't number ones as number ones. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders signed Tyrell Williams to $11 million deal two years ago. Juju probably didn't get more than that. Well, anyways, <clears throat> Mr. Smith-Schuster mentioned the Raiders is one of the teams that he might think is a good fit. And just because he thinks it's a good fit doesn't necessarily mean the team will. And I, I just don't know... If, I just don't know if he's a guy you go after. The Raiders need defense. They're not going to be super flush with money, cap room. Um, the last couple of years, they had more. They swung big last year. They swung big the year before, and they haven't really got a lot out of it. So, you know, they still need help on defense. And I think, you know, you took Ruggs number one. You took Edwards number three. And you have a lot of younger receivers. I don't I don't know if you spend the money on a receiver. So I, I did a poll on that. We're going to do a lot of polls this time of year. And people agreed with me. So what do you think? I, I, I just... I just don't know if the Raiders would go for him anyways. We don't. But, hey, it's worth talking about. Um, you know, I was thinking about that 2020 draft of the Raiders. And, and this stuck out to me then, and I talked about it then, and, and it sticks out to me now after the class wasn't that great. Was that what I think John Gruden and Mike Mayock did... For at least the first five picks, they had predetermined. Those were like their dream picks. You gotta play the board. You gotta play the board. Uh, you know, 
they obviously went into the draft knowing that they were going to take rugs. They had the top pick of the receivers, and never really saw any talk about rugs going in the top 11, and he was available at 12, and they took him. They woke up that morning in the draft, we're going to very likely take Henry Ruggs. No, you let the board come to you. Number 19, nobody, Arnett was, didn't fall. He was considered a bit of a reach. They took him. That's who they wanted. No pick in the second round. Now we go to the third round. Lynn Bowden Jr. Eh, considered maybe a top four, maybe low third round pick. Edwards, right in there too. Tanner Muse. Overpicked. They knew that they wanted these guys. Now, on the third day in, in the fourth round, their last two picks, John Simpson, they traded up to get him. That means they thought he was not going to be there. And, and they they jumped on Amik Robertson, too, and he was considered a bit of a faller. And I have no problem with those picks. And I don't know if I have a huge... Muse seemed like a reach. Bowden was a luxury. We'll see about Edwards. We'll see about Arnett. And, and, and Ruggs, hey, he's the guy you took. First receiver taken. I have a good receiver class, so that's on them. Um, but see, you know what I mean? There's a theme. They just, they kind of, they predetermined. And I think you got to, I think you gotta really got to play the draft board better. Years ago, I'll never forget, I was covering a team. Well, I, I wasn't there, but it happened before I started really concentrating on the team. And the story was that a former beat writer, like the night before the, the, the draft, gave the owner the entire draft. And the owner was shocked, but the owner knew what they were going to do. And this team... They basically knew who they were going to take before the draft. In, in every round. And they got most of their guys. You know what that means? Well, not, not what it means. What the history shows, because I know, I know what team it was and I know how that draft class did. The class, that draft class sucked. There's like one decent starter in that class. I'm not saying the 2020 Raider class is going to suck, but there's parallels to it. you got to let the board come to you. You do. So that's, that's kind of my lesson there. So hopefully they do a better job of, of, of having an open mind on draft day this year. I guess that's the point. Um, what else? St starting to get into the draft a little bit. Gonna be no combine this year. Um, Daniel Jeremiah, I looked at his mock the other day, and this he says the top two pass rushers, and that's what the Raiders need, right? I mean, then we're pretty clear on that. Miami guys, Phillips and Roz Sale. Um, the most of the top. Like there's a couple of cornerbacks in that top ten, and I I don't know if if that's gonna the Raiders gonna need the well I mean they've they've already invested heavily in cornerback. 
So they can't really justify taking another cornerback in the first round. So, I mean, look, at pass rushers, we'll see. I think maybe if you love a guy, if you love one of those Miami guys, and you're going to have to go to 13 to get him, go get him. Go get him. Go give up a mid-round pick. I mean, this is a team that had five first-round picks in the last two years. These are foundation guys. So this you're supposed to hit on those guys, and we'll see if they hit all of them. It's iffy. It's iffy. But go get aggressive. Go get a top guy. Because that's they need. They just need some ho-hum guy. They need a serious pass rusher. And they probably don't got the, the money to do it in free agency. So go get them. Go get them. That's how I, that's how I think. Um, Kirby Wilson, running back coach, interviewed for the Seattle Seahawks job. The job has not been filled yet. They're looking at a lot of guys. John Martin reportedly, Morton reportedly, he's a senior offensive assistant, um, interviewed in Detroit, but they filled that job with Anthony Lynn, the former Charger coach. Um, Raiders still need to hire a tight end coach. So we'll see. You know, we all know what's going on in the NFL. A lot of quarterback talk. Deshaun Watson. Matthew Stafford. And, you know, Matthew Stafford is a guy I wrote on Tuesday. The Raiders are going to study that one and, and put it away. Because if they were to decide to trade Derek Carr, Matthew Derek's going to be 30 this year. Uh, Matthew Stafford's going to be 33. And I mean trade Derek Carr in future years. Kind of what the Matthew Stafford compensation would be probably kind of similar. You know, they're kind of similar guys. I mean, right now Derek Carr's more valuable because he's younger. But, you know, if they were to trade him in a couple years, they can look back at that Matthew Stafford trade and say, okay, this is a good guideline. So that's something just to think about. Keep your eye on this offseason. Like we're always connecting everything to the Raiders. So now Aaron Rodgers is kind of playing games of his future, kind of, you know, I think he's making Green Bay sweat. I think he's doing this to, to punish them for taking a quarterback last year. Um, after, you know, and he goes as the MVP year. Uh, we'll see. He's our Pro Football Talks connected him to the Raiders. I don't know if I'd put the Raiders on top of that list. I, I think the Raiders are cool with Carr. Mike Mayock said... Today to the Las Vegas paper that they thought he had an exceptional year. There's even talk about maybe contract extension. But they say, you know, you always do look at every position. So, you know, they say that every year. I would be surprised if Rodgers ended up as a Las Vegas Raider. But I never say anything. I, excuse me, I never say never. I look at Brett Favre became a Viking. Peyton Manning became a Bronco. Tom Brady is a Buccaneer. Anything is possible. I'm just not expecting it. And if anything develops there on the Aaron Rodgers Raider front, we'll be right there for you. I don't know if I talked about Tom Brady last week's show, as we you know we talked about the championship games a little bit. You're not going to want to hear this. He is just amazing. His 10th Super Bowl, 43 years old, new team. Tampa Bay wasn't expected to do anything before they signed Tom Brady. And, and he was on, he does it. 
He goes out and he does it. There is just... I know that you can't stand him. But we're all lucky to be in the same lifetime as this guy. This guy is Muhammad Ali. This guy is Michael Jordan. This guy is Babe Ruth. This guy is Hank Aaron. Pick, pick your complete legendary icon. This, he's that guy. And it's just amazing. I know Super Bowl's going to suck. For Bay Area Super Raider fans last year, it sucked because it was the Chiefs and the 49ers. Bay Area Raider fans hate the 49ers. Raider fans from around the country, and I even did a poll on this. And, you know, in L.A., don't really give a crap about the 49ers. Most of them, but Bay Area fans. So that was a crappy Super Bowl for Bay Area Raider fans. This one for Raider fans is going to be crappy again. The Chiefs against Tom Brady. This is like the lesser of the Super Bowl evils. I, I think you probably would rather have Tampa Bay win because Brady's just one guy rather than seeing AFC West foe win two Super Bowls in a row. And let's face it, with this quarterback of those Chiefs, this ain't probably their last rodeo. That's all I'm saying. So that Al Davis, 30 for 30, Al Davis versus the NFL with his fight, his legal fight against the league and Commissioner League, um, Mr. Peak uh, Roselle. I wrote about it. I talked to the, uh, I talked to the director yesterday. Um, saw the movie. Think you're gonna like it. I think Raider fans in that 30 to 45 range is gonna really, really enjoy it. I think you're going to really learn some things. The movie did not focus on legal minutiae. Didn't focus on a lot. Of, there wasn't a lot of legal buzz terms. There was some cool football footage. And it was a nice, it was a nice look at, you know, those 70s, 80s Raiders. And it's tied into the move to Las Vegas. And, you know, I talked to the director and Mark Davis doesn't get enough credit. Mark Davis played nice with the league, and he ended up getting a brand-new home for his team. And uh, Al Davis never played nice, and he never got his home. So I, I think, and I know, I'm not saying Mark Davis will have the same legacy with the Raiders because, I mean, he's just not the football guy that his father was. But he deserves some credit, and, uh, you know, and and then I think this movie's gonna kind of subtly show that. So next Thursday, February fourth, ESPN. Check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Keelan Doss, remember Mister Hard Knocks of two thousand nineteen. Eleven catches as a rookie with the Raiders. Played one game last year. No catches. Spent most of the time in his practice squad. Back with the club. See what. See if he gets another. See if he can make it. So, I think that's our show. I think we gave you some good updates. Hope you had fun. It's the off-season. Bundle up. Have fun. Be safe. We'll talk to you next week. This is Bill Williamson, and this is Silver and Black Pride. Take it easy.